0: Hello and welcome to episode 208 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer Stewart. A warm welcome to Natalie N., Micah E., Christina D., and Sarah H., the newest members of the Modern Manager community. If you're wondering what membership is all about, I encourage you to take a minute to check it out. Membership levels start at $5 per month, and I would be honored to have your support to help make the show happen and to be able to further help you develop your manager skills. Learn more at themodernmanager.com slash join. Today, we are talking about the concept of a personal instruction manual, or PIM for short. The idea behind a PIM is that just like a new software or a piece of equipment comes with a manual so that you can quickly and effectively learn how to use it, we can make it easier for our colleagues to learn how to work with us effectively. And this is by understanding our personality and preferences. And the same goes for us as managers. We can more quickly get up the learning curve and better engage our team members if we understand how they work, their personality and preferences. So get ready for all things PIM. Let's get to it.
1: You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rockstar boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer stewart
0: Most of the time, we get to know our colleagues and their work style organically. Maybe your organization requires all employees to complete a DISC profile or some other personality assessment when they first come on board. But usually, we assume that people will be able to work together effectively simply through trial and error of actually working together. But when we take this type of approach, not only does it take longer to understand your colleagues, but there is a lot of friction that occurs along the way. When I facilitated team debrief sessions of their PIMs, I've heard comments like, wow, that explains so much. And, oh, I thought you just didn't like me. But by being intentional about sharing who we are, how we think, how we work best, and how others can best collaborate with us, we speed up that getting to know you process and make it more accurate because people don't have to guess. They don't have to interpret. They get to hear it directly from us. You can use any process or approach that you like. You want one that's going to fit you and your team style. So I'll share the process that I've used with dozens of people and teams to give you a general sense of what to ask and how to use the information, but you can do whatever you need to do to foster a productive conversation. Also, I personally like creating an actual document that is called the Personal Instruction Manual. This way, it can be referenced, updated over time, and even incorporated into new team member onboarding. How you structure that template again is up to you, but here are the sections that I use and why. The first part is the Myers-Briggs profile. I have each person complete the TypeCoach online verifier so that they learn about the various dimensions of the Myers-Briggs model while determining their type. If you're interested in your team using TypeCoach, please reach out to me. But there are also dozens of free online tools or any other MBTI assessment that you have access to. I personally just prefer TypeCoach because it's an educational tool, not just a questionnaire. And their founder, Rob Toomey, was on the show in episode 14, Personality and Preferences. And I will be getting to interview him again in a few weeks. So that first section, again, has the Myers-Briggs type and the description of the personality so that anyone who is reading it can get a snapshot of the individual. Here is an example of mine. I am an ENTJ. I prefer extroversion, intuition, thinking, and judging, which generally means I receive energy from interaction with people and from taking actions. Although I prefer to recharge sometimes on my own, I think I'm more of an EI hybrid. I prefer talking and thinking about the big vision and concepts over details and numbers. I take an objective, analytical, and logical approach in decision-making. I like to plan ahead and keep myself organized to execute the plan. And I am generally disinterested in routine maintenance activities and instead prefer new challenges. People who share similar preferences with me usually are natural leaders and organization builders. They conceptualize and theorize readily and translate possibilities into plans for achieving short-term and long-term objectives. They readily see illogical and inefficient procedures and feel a strong urge to correct them, to organize people and situations to get them moving in the right direction. So most of what you just heard was taken directly from descriptions of ENTJ profiles that I found online. I edited them together to get a more accurate description of myself and to ensure that it was really reflecting me. So you'll note again that EI hybrid, even though I'm an extrovert, I do need a little bit of internal recharge time. But otherwise, the point is to make it really easy to give people a basic overview of how you think in your profile. I specifically love Myers-Briggs because it's not about trying to find gaps for improvement or strengths that each person has, but rather giving everyone on the team a better understanding of each other so that you can work together more effectively. If I know that you are an S, a sensor, and like details and numbers, I can take that into consideration when I'm pitching a new idea or when I'm talking through a project, especially because I know that my N, my intuitive tendency, is to focus on the big picture. The second section of the PIM template is the work context. Here, I include information about the work environment and my role that will help people better understand me. For example, I think about things like the type of work environment that I focus best in and worst in and other aspects of how I like to work, such as the flow of my day. This section is all about helping you and your team members get clarity on how the work context might be impacting your productivity or mood. I know for myself, working in a quiet space or a busy coffee shop doesn't really matter so much, whereas for some of my colleagues, it makes a huge difference. I know some people thrive working from home, while others find it much easier to focus when they're in an office or at least out of the house. This type of information is especially helpful when your team is co-located, But you can also include information about your most productive times of day, when you prefer to have meetings versus deep work time, and more. Again, make this section useful for yourself and for your team. Now the next section is all about stress. This is about what you find stressful, frustrating, and challenging, and how you want your team members to notice when you're stressed out, and how they can interact with you and help you during those stressful times. So here's another excerpt from my personal instruction manual. I find it frustrating when my team members don't reach out to me with questions or ask for my help. My style is to do my best to set you up for success and then rely on you to speak up when something isn't clear or when you need a thought partner or just help in general. I find it very aggravating when after the fact, I discover that you had questions but didn't ask or it made assumptions because you felt like you couldn't bother me. This section is all about helping your team members recognize what they might do that annoys you or frustrates you so they can consider what they might do differently to reduce that tension. I've seen PIMs with things like long emails annoy me, Just get to the point and forget the pleasantries. If it's more than two paragraphs, it shouldn't be an email. Another person shared that they hate when people tap on their shoulder while they're working. And someone else said that they cannot stand it when a client changes their mind a hundred times, even though the client totally has the right to do so. Nothing is too big or too small to share here as long as it's helping your team members better understand you. And again, you can include what stresses you out as well as how people can recognize that you're stressed and how you want them to support you In those moments. The next section is about communication. How do you like to receive feedback? How do you like to deal with conflict? What makes you feel appreciated? And so on. I always love this section because as a manager, you get to stop guessing and just do what works best for the person. It makes your life so much easier to know, how can I approach this person and give them critical feedback? Or how can I make this person really feel valued? And when you know this information and you can apply it, right, it also makes them so much more open to that feedback and really ensure that they do feel valued. I use the five languages of appreciation at work, which Dr. Paul White developed. And you can learn more about that in episode 99, Show Authentic and Meaningful Appreciation, when I interviewed him. Longtime listeners may remember me sharing at various points how I dislike handwritten thank you notes. I know for some people, it makes them feel so appreciated, but for me, it makes me wish that you hadn't wasted the money on the paper. But by letting my team know that, they were able to tailor their showing of appreciation to what works best for me, which by the way, can be a simple email acknowledgement or just mentioning it to me during one of our chit chats after a meeting. Now, the last section is super fun. I call it surprise. And here is where I invite people to share things that others might not know about them, but that they feel is important to know in order to work together effectively. I provide a variety of optional prompts. For example, what's one thing you do that you worry people misunderstand? Some of the most amazing responses I've seen are, if you catch me right after a meeting and I give you a mean look, it's not you. I'm just so introverted that meetings really exhaust me, and I don't want to talk to anyone right at that moment. Another woman shared, if we're at a conference or after a social event and I go to the bathroom a lot, it's not because I have a bladder control issue. It's because I find social situations overwhelming. And one person said, when you share a new idea and I immediately try to poke holes in it, it's not because I hate all ideas. It's just how my brain works. I try to find the problems early so that we can avoid pitholes and make the idea stronger. You can include any other sections you want and any questions that you want that you think will help your team. Just be considerate of people's privacy and focus on what information will be helpful to removing frictions in your collaborations. Now, once each person has created their personal instruction manual, it's time to share them. You can do this in a variety of ways. And you can reach out to me about facilitating a team discussion if you want some outside help. But if you go the route of self-facilitating, here's what I recommend. You collect all the PIMs and then share them with the whole team prior to the meeting so that everyone has a chance to read through them. Then, during the meeting, you ask people to share various sections and give examples of real-life scenarios where their personality or preference showed up in ways that worked or didn't. By making it real and not just relying on concepts or generalizations, it helps everyone gain greater clarity on what you're actually saying about yourself. This way, it's not just a, you can tell when I'm stressed because I have less patience than usual, but that becomes, remember three weeks ago when I told you to just decide how to deal with a customer on your own? That was me being stressed. I have found that these debriefs are really important for the team. You can do them one-on-one if your colleagues don't really work together, or you can do it collectively so that everyone learns about each other. Lastly, just like any other instruction manual, it can be tempting to throw it out once you've read it, but I encourage you to make this an annual activity. Once a year, have people update their personal instruction manual and do another sharing session. This is critical because people evolve and the work situation changes. Maybe someone who was working predominantly in the office is now mostly working remote. Or maybe you've got a new team member who has shifted the team dynamic. Or maybe you're using a new software to communicate. Or maybe someone has developed greater confidence, and that impacts how they show up. We need opportunities to pause and reflect on how we ourselves have grown and evolved, and then we need a way to let others know. Of course, as I mentioned before, you can also incorporate this into your onboarding. So anytime there's a new team member, you can pull out your old instruction manuals, update them, and share them. This week, members of the Modern Manager at the Sprout level and above get my template for a personal instruction manual. It includes questions for each section to help the person filling it out reflect and capture relevant insights about themselves. If you're interested in having me support your team to develop their personal instruction manuals, I also offer a team coaching program centered on PIMs, and I'm offering 20% off as an additional bonus. To get both of these bonuses, become a member at themodernmanager.com slash join. And if you work for a government or nonprofit agency, you get 20% off of any membership level. If you'd like to purchase just the PIM template, go to themodernmanager.com slash shop. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox along with this week's episode transcript and mini guide. So if you haven't yet subscribed to my newsletter, get on that list at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.
1: Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues and move work forward learn how we do it visit meteor.com that's m-e-e-t-e-o-r.com you've been listening to the modern manager you're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team i can tell to ensure you never miss an episode subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamiekscom slash podcast that's m-a-m-i-e-k-s.com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening until next time.